good show coming up today, Lauren. Oh yeah, John. Who, who's our special guest today? We, we've got somebody I've been looking forward to sitting down with for a while. It's funny because he actually interviewed me uh, for a podcast last year, but I didn't get to know him. And he seems like a very interesting dude. And I'm talking about him as if he's not sitting right here, which he is. And it's Ezekiel Hampton. He's a local man about town here in Napa Valley. I'm not going to give out too much at the moment, but he's involved in wine. He's involved in hospitality. He's a musician. He's a composer. He's got a hand in a lot of interesting things. And welcome to the show. I'm looking forward to finding out everything. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> and you said you're an open book, so maybe we will find out everything. Oh, Maybe, if you play your cards right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And we got some tracks we're going to spin, so we'll hear a little music. It's, it's going to be fun. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate this. Before we get to the show, though, Lauren, uh, what do you think we should mention? We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail, Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at judshill.com or by calling 707-255-2332. That's exactly right. We would love to see you. We enjoy having uh, locals come by, meeting our neighbors, and we enjoy having folks from all over the country and the world swing by. Our guarantee is you'll have a good time uh, with some fine wines among the verdant vines. All the visiting information is at judshill.com. Call us up, make an appointment so we can properly prepare to host you. And uh, while you're online, you can look at some of the fun videos I've made. You can uh, check out our events. We've always got something fun happening. And you could put a little wine in your shopping cart. And what do you think, Lauren? Should we give him a deal for listening? Just for being an avid listener, type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. And if that's not enough, you can join the Judtel Wine Club anytime, day or night. You're right. You absolutely can. 24-7, as you say. And as a member of our wine club, you get a great price on the wine. You get to trial the wines. You get special invitations to events, parties, happenings. It's just, it's just fun. That's it. What did, what did I say? My new, my new uh, tag is going to be. This is uh, pure Judd fun. Pure Judd fun with every uh, wine club membership. <laughs> and Mr. Ezekiel Hampton. Before we get to the show, folks want to follow along at home. Is there a website you can uh, drive folks to? They could see your picture, maybe hear a tune uh, while uh, this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one. There's a uh, radagastthebrown.bandcamp. Dot com and there is also I would say uh, skylightmotionpicture.com we are in the middle of, of uh, <laughs> rebooting that one so that one may not be active right now uh, in the moment so I would say skylightmotionpicture.bandcamp.com and Radagast the Brown .bandcamp.com alright let's do a show awesome Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap of fascinating things to know. From witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No sales script and no rehearsing. Live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. 
about Napa Valley Show. Pardon me, I'll have a Chardonnay. A marvelous date, it's hard to say. I know we never talk about the Sauvignon Blanc. It's a must-have on the podcast. It's just Napa Valley Show. You can't ease this flow if I elaborate over a Cabernet. My buddy's the truth. You should study my man Juddy and learn something new. I know I'm getting better at golf because I'm hitting fewer spectators. President Gerald R. Ford in 1977 when he stayed at Silverado Country Club. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studios at Broadcast Park in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, John Fingelstein. Uh, good morning, Mr. Lauren Mole. How are you there, I'm doing sir? I'm Judd. Top of the day. Nice to have you back. Nice to be back, yeah. I've been here in a couple weeks for various reasons, uh, harvest activities, a little uh, travel, whatnot, all that good stuff. It all kind of comes together here in the autumn time, but it is, it's lovely to be here. I'm happy to see you. You look uh, cheerful, you look bright, you look ready for a great show. I am. Okay, good. Thanks for the confirmation. What's going on? What did I miss? How you doing? What's the latest? Well, I recently went to see uh, the production of Into the Woods at uh, Lucky Penny Productions at their community arts uh, center. As did I. I loved it. Well, yeah, well, we, I, we, we went on separate nights, though. Correct. I, I went no, on we Saturday didn't. night. Oh, no, we, we wouldn't go together. I oh, mean, no. forbid. That would be no. scandalous. What did you think of the show? It was spectacular. Barry, if you're listening, another awesome performance. <laughs> Would you like to use a sports analogy? No. No, okay. Oftentimes you say hit a home run, knocked it out of the park, those types of things. Not, Nothing no. but net. Uh, no? Okay. Not uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, it's a wonderful cast. Lucky Penny always does a wonderful job with uh, all their productions, really. I've never seen a, a dog there. That's figurative, by the way. I have seen a dog when they did Annie. There was a real dog, but figuratively, every show's a good show. And I thought it was very creatively staged as well. I like the fact that it kind of took place in this fantasy 1980s computer game setting. A new take on Into the Woods. Kind of cool. Uh, what else is happening? Well, uh, I'm having some family come down here from, uh, from out of town. Um, my grandparents will be coming down here from Lake Almanor, and I'm having some family fly out from, uh, from Arizona, from... Uh, they used to live in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, they had to move to Arizona, Judd, because I swear, they got tired of the cold I'll weather in Detroit. I, I've not been, I've not spent much time up there, but I can imagine those winters have to be grueling. Right. That's that's from the California's perspective right. here, and the, the, the and guy who's a cold weather wimp. Right. And what, this, yeah. th- this is also because uh, uh, the annual uh, B&W Steamboat Meet is coming up soon at, uh, at B&W Resort over in Isleton. I've looked forward to this every year. So that's what they're coming down for? You guys. That's are what they're coming down for. Ah, okay. It sounds great. It is. Fun times. Always a fun time. Any gigs coming up? Uh, uh, very soon, with Everybody's a Star, we'll be singing the Star Spangled Banner for the San Jose Sharks and for the Sacramento Kings. Now, this is your first time doing hockey, right? Actually, it is. Yeah. I've never been to a Sharks game, but soon the drought will soon be over. <laughs> that's right. You will have done Baseball? Baseball. Have you ever done football? Because uh, as uh, far as I'm concerned, I haven't let you answer. Uh, Go ahead. Our executive director, Howard Sapper, is not much of a football player. Oh, that's, that's fine. But baseball? Baseball and basketball. Basketball. And when you do hockey, I'm going to use the sports analogy. There's your hat trick. There's the there three biggies go. right there. Uh, but I think we're going to have to wear ice skates 
when we go out on the on the ice. And do you skate? Uh, I think I might have once before. I just haven't <laughs> done it again for so long. Okay, well, good luck, sir. Maybe work in a lesson. Go over to the Snoopy Rink in Santa Rosa. They have they have lessons. I you think. You know, I think I've been there once before. The Charles Schultz Museum in yeah. Santa Rosa. I haven't been back there, Judd, for a long time. Now's the time. Get a skating lesson, and if you're going to be singing, you, you'll sing on the ice. Oh, we, that's right. We we will. Well, you better know how to skate. Sure. Wonderful. That's sure. exciting. You'll let us know when that's going to be as it gets closer. Oh, I will. Okay. Yeah, so uh, so what's been going on with you, Judd? Well, just nice to be back. It was, it, it, where to start? Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't week? know. You know, I had I was pressed into duty. I was called to be a uh, chaperone, uh, school field trip, and uh, you know, duty called. I had to had to go. It was kind of an emergency situation. They needed someone to drive, and I wasn't going to disappoint the kids. I would. Uh, I hate to disappoint the listeners. I don't know if anybody was disappointed. Maybe my mom who listens um, might have been disappointed I wasn't there. But she was probably glad I was helping the kids. So I think it all worked out in the end. Coming up, though, there's some fun things that I'm really excited about. I, where to even start? There, There's so much cool stuff. Tomorrow night, actually tonight, I could even say at the Blue Note, the Smartfellers, one of my favorite local bands, going to be down there. It's locals night, so no cover for us locals. Go on down there and see the Smartfellers do their kind of... Uh, jazz swing in a steampunk kind of genre it's it's they do a cool show tomorrow night some very heavy hitters from la are coming in these are all session players it's a trio uh it's guitar driven if you like the jazz uh, stylings of pat metheny you'll like this they have a bit of a spanishy flair homenaje is the name of the trio which i believe means uh, homage or tribute in spanish Listeners will know the drummer, Chris Wabich, who is an amazing player. Uh, he's played, man, I should have had his uh, credits here. He's played with all the big rock star names you could think of, all the great jazz players, and he is the rhythm for this trio. And he's also the one, we'll play his tune in the break. You know what? I'm going to play it right now. We don't usually play it here, but this, this is Chris. He put this together for us. All right, that's Chris Wabich and his wife, Jenny. But Chris is part of this band. They're at Blue Note tomorrow night, 7 o'clock and 8.45 p.m. The band is called Homenaje. It starts with an H, by the way, because it's Spanish-y. Uh, tickets start at 15 bucks. Go to bluenotenapa.com and check them out. This Thursday, I'm doing something really, really, really fun right in the uh, vibrant Oxbow district of Napa at a really, really cool new place. And I'm going to tease that out. It's called Feast at Ford, but we're going to get into what I'll be doing there, maybe in the course of this show. But it's free, and it starts at 5.30, so come on down. And then, of course, we have our cruise to France. I think that the uh, early bird special ends in just a couple days. We're in September right now. So by the end of September, you got to book your cruise. Come with us. You can book at any time, but I think there's a special that ends. Uh, information is at judshill.com on the events page. And it is for next spring, the end of March into the first week of April. We're going to France and tons of fun to be had. I promise it. The adventure of a lifetime. That's all I want to say now because we've got so much good show ahead. Would you please introduce our guest, Mr. Lorne Mole? This guy's here to give us a breezy spiel on a diet of truth in music. No cheesy meal. He's a good guy to know. 
So let's welcome to the show our pal, this man, Ezekiel. Ezekiel Hampton, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks thanks for having me on. It's great to uh, have you on. Say something into that mic there. You know, I think that particular one might not be on. Let's try that once more. Hello, Unique New York. Yeah, you need Unique New York is unique. You know you need Unique New York. How now, brown cow? (laughs) Okay, you're on. Welcome to the show, Ezekiel Hampton. Mm, Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's great to have you. You are uh, a local man about town. I know you through different facets. Uh, the first one I just teased, so let's just let's just mention what it is. You uh, are the, is it what is your title there? Is it assistant general manager? Yeah, assistant general manager and wine director for uh, and wine director. That's important. Let's not leave that out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for uh, for the studio by Feast It Forward, uh, which we just opened up uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, we're right in the Oxbow uh, Market District there, and uh, it is the coolest place in town. For, for a glass of wine uh, and and beyond even more. <laughs> it's, it's a great place. It's on McKinstry. It faces Model Bakery. So if you walk out of Model Bakery, you're staring right at the Feast It Forward studio house, bonanza of excitement that's there. And I had Katie, the proprietor of uh, Feast It Forward, on the show, and she gave us the overview. Do you want to give it a quick... Uh, you know, sure, the, the sure. nutshell story of what it is, and then we're going to delve into who you are. But let's get this out of the way. Yeah, Talk yeah. about what I'm doing there, what you're doing there. Absolutely. Yeah. Feast of Ford's actually been around as a network for a few years, so totally web-based. If you kind of think of, like, the, the food network, throw in a bit of some, some lifestyle and music in there, but totally web-based. That's what it's been doing. Different shows around food, wine, and then bringing music and philanthropy into it. Uh, and now that we actually have a brick-and-mortar uh, we have our, our second our second floor there is where our studio is. So we've never had our own studio until now. We film our shows there. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of uh, uh, cooking events and demonstrations there as well. And then down below is where our uh, 18 Vintner Wine Bar and Experiential Showroom is. So the really cool aspect about that is that when folks come in, it's like the, you – Everything, even from the the bathroom fixtures and the paint on the walls, it's all been donated by sponsors, and we got some local uh, local brands as well as some some international brands as such as Microsoft. So yeah. Microsoft provides this big old hub, and and you can actually take a virtual reality tour through this hub of the of the property. And if you see something that you like, it's all tagged, and and you just kind of walk through. And you click on on one of those tags, and all their information pops up. Just in case, if you want to to get some for you know, uh, if you want to buy anything or just want more information, it's 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 a pretty cool concept. It, and it's just a cool place to hang, even if you're not into high tech or anything like that. It's just a beautiful space to look around and and be in. So I would urge locals to just go in and check it out. It's it doesn't cost anything to walk in the door. You can sit down, have a glass of wine, bottle Absolutely. of wine. An espresso. You got a nice espresso machine there. Yeah, kombucha on tap. Kombucha on tap. You can look out. There's a place to sit outside in the back. On Tuesdays, you've got uh, tacos and tamales in the parking lot. There's something every single day and night going. Oh on yeah, the, the, vi- the vibe is great, and and yes, the lots of live music, food trucks, um, and then something too that we've recently just uh, kicked off is uh, is football weekend as well. So Saturday with college and Sunday with NFL, uh, we open up just a little bit earlier, just to just in time for the games, and uh, we have uh, different games uh, streaming on different screens, and this. Uh, yes, yesterday, uh, Army and Sunday was just great. It was just we had a nice little full full crowd in the morning, and everyone was just it was just a really good jovial uh, uh, time. Fun. So. No, it's, it's, I've never had a bad time there. And something 
uh, one more thing about Feast of Four before we get into you that I really admire is the lemonade stand concept where it's, uh, I think it was every other Saturday, but you were thinking about maybe going to every Saturday. I don't know. We can talk about that. But you guys set up a lemonade stand. It's really cute and homey looking, but pro, you know, wheels out onto the sidewalk. You guys provide the lemonade. You provide the nice kombucha on tap. And then you invite organizations that could use some help to to be there and sell it. And then those organizations keep all the money. Like it, you set it up for them to make a little dough, which is really nice way to support in a nice, cool kind of small town sort of way. Yeah, yeah, that's actually you know one of one of the you know foundational uh, components to to Feast of Forward is the idea of of you know being involved in the community and and giving back. Um, so and that's that goes with the, you know anything inside the studio as well. Five percent of everything uh, that we sell, including wine, goes to the the Feast of Forward Foundation, which is the charitable arm of the company, uh, which then gives the money to organizations that uh, serve women, children, uh, animals, health, and uh, international. It's great. I appreciate it. It's nice to have a business in the community that really is a part of the community, and I feel strongly about that myself, and I'm glad that there's other there are others like you out there. Let's talk about one of the very cool things you've started there that I am honored to be a part of, and it's coming up this Thursday. Tell me, what am I going to be doing? Vintner Vinyl. So yeah, Vintner Vinyl. So this is something that started, you know, kind of where where I used to work before, and the idea was really, you know, playing records. Records have been back for, for kind of quite a while now, and uh, this idea that you can taste wine and you can you can do all these things where we've sometimes thought of them as singular sensory experiences, and you can you can involve other senses into uh, into that experience, which you know enhances the the enhances it all the way around. So uh, the idea is that you could do music pairings with with wine. And not, you know, not a, it's not, it's, it's, it's a romantic notion, um, you know, and it's not, you know, well, so far what we've been doing with, with our vintners, it's, it's everyone's kind of had their own take on it. But yeah. Um, yeah, the original idea was that you can actually have an audible translation of your wine. Right. And so you just sort of pick an album, play a couple of songs for, for whichever wine you're tasting, you know, and then sort of kind of help explain what the connection is so you're not just tasting with your with your taste buds but you're kind of tasting with your ears uh in that sense as well well i think it makes a lot of sense i mean certainly as a vintner i think that um the personality of judd's hill and the personality of me come through in the wine and uh what better way to showcase a bit of that personality as well than through spinning some records i'm not sure Maybe this will change when I get there. I'm not sure I'm going to say, all right, this uh, Pinot Noir is, you know, reminds me of uh, Talking Heads, more songs about buildings and food because there's this uh, earthy undertone, but there's this brightness up front. I don't know if I'm going to get that deep. It might just be um, just catching the vibe of the room and how I'm feeling at the moment, but uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, and and that's and that's how uh, so far you know sometimes that's kind of the direction that's been it's been going more in that sense and you know playing records that you just that you love and you have some personal connection to, yeah, and like you said, kind of feeling the vibe of of the room. <laughs> cool. So once again, that is going to be this coming Thursday night uh, from five thirty to seven. Ninety minutes of just pure fun, pure Judd fun. That's what we're going to call that. I've just I've just created the tagline right there. <laughs> Come on down for some pure Judd fun at Feast It Forward. I'll be spinning some records and pouring some Judd's Hill wine. Awesome. And that thank you great. for that opportunity. 
for more information, Feast It Forward. Yeah, you can check the events page at feastitforward.com. Okay. Uh, it's, it'll be listed there as well as the social media uh, on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we All should that good stuff. have information there. All right. Now you. Let's talk about you. You're a musician, you're a composer, you're an artistic type, and I want to learn more about all of this. And we're going to get into some of the music, maybe hear a little bit at some point. But how, where do you come from, man? I know you're, you're a dude about Napa. You're, you're seen. Like, you know, I see around, and people see around. You're this kind of ubiquitous dude that I bet uh, a lot of our listeners would recognize if they saw you out, if they don't know you by name. Like, oh, that guy. Yeah, a lot of times one of those guys. They're usually like I think he was on the the cover of People magazine when they did their annual Sexiest Man Alive. Well, uh, I was nominated. I didn't win, but I was nominated. So I, you were gypped. <laughs> you were gypped. You had my vote. Lauren too, I think, voted. Called in. <laughs> I was I was sorry about that, but but nonetheless, a very handsome man. Yes, but you know you're one of these guys. But are you from this area? Where 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 do you hail from? You know, I grew up in Vacaville. Oh, not uh, too far. So not, not too far, but yeah. I uh, Napa might as well have been another state because I I didn't come out here very often, and uh, you know my uh, it's totally different now. But growing up, like we didn't, you know, there wasn't no one in my family drank wine. Uh, oh no, there weren't there weren't Napa trips. So yeah, when I, I moved out to this area about uh, seven years ago uh, to Sonoma before coming to Napa, uh-huh. and it, it was. Just, I felt like it was in a totally new place. <laughs> was it, since you came from a family that didn't really drink wine, were there like specific reasons or it just wasn't part of the scene? Or, you know, I, we I, don't need to get personal if we don't need to. Oh, but. no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I grew up in a, um, a conservative Christian family. Okay. And, well, uh, would... Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because, you know, faith is still very much a, a huge part in, in all of our lives. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, we've just kind of relaxed a little bit on, okay. on <laughs> some, of, some of those things. And Wine will do that to you, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it helps with that. Okay, so you, you did move away from uh, Vacaville to Sonoma and somehow discovered yeah. wine. And well, you know, I, was, I, uh, I went down to Southern California first, uh, down to Long Beach, went to school down there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, even after I finished school, stayed around for a couple of years, and um, before moving back up, and, and I had a brief stint in Oregon. Uh, but actually, I got my first winery job in Auburn, California. Oh. Uh, so I worked for a couple of different wineries out there in the um, in the in the Sierra foothills there. Then moved to Oregon, and I worked in wine up there. But I moved up to join a band with my sister and brother-in-law. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Got to tour and do some some pretty fun things there. What did you guys call yourselves? We were called Moher, uh, M-O-H-E-R. Moher. Yeah, like the cliffs of Moher in uh, in Ireland. Okay. Yeah, I didn't come up with a name, but... <laughs> was it, it was... Irish... No, my, influenced music? Or? Uh, no, definitely, no. definitely not. But my uh, sister and, and brother-in-law, who were they were the ones who essentially wrote wrote the uh, songs. They mm-hmm. Ireland is a very special place for them, and uh, uh, I think you know they went on their honeymoon there, and they just they thought it was kind of a romantic notion because they went to the Cliffs of Moher, which which oh, okay. meant uh, well, yeah. Cliffs of Insanity. Oh, um, oh, that is a good <laughs> name then. Yeah, so but we were pretty we were pretty we were pretty mellow though. We weren't we weren't insane. <laughs> <laughs> is that music out there anywhere? It is. It's um oh gosh, it's probably I know it's on YouTube and it was uh gosh. I haven't I, it's been a while since I've searched for it, but yeah, it's 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 out there somewhere. <laughs> You're all over YouTube, by the way. If folks listening want to uh catch a glimpse, maybe not maybe not during the sh- this show cuz we want you to stay tuned here, but um We'll get into that. You'll plug your band's names, but 
boy, you've got a good presence there. Oh, thank you. Did you work in uh, journalism? I know you got your degree. Your BA is in journalism. Yeah. Where'd yeah. you get that from? Uh, um, Cal State Long Beach. Long Beach. Yeah. It's a good school for that. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, I originally went down there to to go in for film. I when I went down there, it was just it was like the year after Spielberg uh, graduated from there, and uh, <laughs> you know, I I look back and it's it was. It was a pretty intense program, very impacted and kind of hard to to get in. And I think I got uh, a little intimidated because it was my first time being, you know, outside of my home. And, and wow. uh, just the idea of, of knowing that for your senior project, you need thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to, to fund your your project. And, you Isn't know, that nuts? To me, it was, yeah, the idea of like trying to raise money in an unfamiliar place. Like if it was for something that was a more noble cause, but I'm like, I, how am I going to raise this much money to convince people? Like, give me some money so I can go make a student film. That seemed intimidating at the time. <laughs> it does, I mean, from an outsider, certainly it seems bizarre to have a student have to raise that kind of money to basically graduate. I mean, you need to do your your final project, but I guess it's part of the education process as well. When you're in the film business, that's more fundraising than anything. Oh yeah, you spend yeah. your time. Yeah, so. that's a good point, especially if you're you know looking at producing and you know, bringing all those those elements together. Right, wow. We've gotten a little off track, and I do that sometimes, but, you know, we're going to we'll pull it all together. <laughs> but but film, I know, has been a big part of your life, and you're still a big film buff, and you've made films. And Did you, did you ever, did you, maybe you didn't do the big final project, but did you... I know starting as a kid, you made a remake of Psycho when you were about, what, nine years old or something uh, like that? Ninth, ninth grade. As or ninth a, grade. Yeah, okay. yeah, it started off as, as doing a, uh, an extra, extra credit Spanish project. I, I, I did it in Spanish. Psycho in Spanish. Yes, and then, and then I ended up redoing it in English. <laughs> could with, we hear a scene? Could you, do a, could you read a scene? Uh, oh, yes, I'm sure. Uh, there was a, uh, a scene where I, I, I was always kind of more a supporting character, and I had my, my best friend in high school... Uh, who was uh, sort of like a Mexican Chris Farley kind of guy. I had him <laughs> kind of starring just because he was a lot he funnier. He was the Norman Bates character? Yeah. Okay. Um, so in the scene where he's trying to put, um, he's talking to himself in the head, and he's trying to put his mother in bed, which you only see from the back, uh -huh. because if you've seen the movie, yeah. you know, spoiler alert. Here it comes. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's a It's an almost 60-year-old movie, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And so uh, I'm playing the, mm. the, the corpse that's talking in the voice, in his voice, in the mother's voice. Uh -huh. And uh, let me see if I can do this. It's um, Norman, do you love your mother? And that that was it. Well, that's it. And then uh, that, that was great, by the way. I'll give you that. But I was I was kind of hoping for the Spanish version. Oh, God, I don't I don't think I remember. It's been it's been too long. Okay, okay. Well, too let, many painful memories. We'll let that go. All right. So we've established though you're you're a creative dude who <laughs> likes to take some chances and live on the edge. It sounds like. Oh yeah, I'm a yeah politely live on the edge. So there you uh, go. I like that. I like that. Okay, so we can get back, we can get back into wine if you want. What brought you into a uh, into Napa. What was what was the move over here for? You know, after I came back from Oregon and I ended up working at a um, sort of a nice high-end wine shop uh, out in the Sacramento area that was mostly focused on Napa and Sonoma wines. Mm -hmm. And just getting so much more exposure uh, and tasting so many wines from Napa and Sonoma, it's like I... I eventually just wanted to be kind of out there in, in the midst of the action. So I eventually got uh, the first winery I worked for out here was uh, Hall Wines. And uh, so I came out here for to just work as a wine educator and uh -huh. helped open up their Walt Wines tasting room out in Sonoma when they uh, launched that brand right. and uh, had just had a blast, especially being in on the Sonoma side. 
we kind of had a really small, tight-knit group of folks that we worked with and I'm still friends with today. And we kind of had a lot, uh, create a license in, in mm. terms of kind of promoting the place. And, and for a and, guy like you, doing. man, that's got to be a big plus. Oh, yeah. It was it was great. And it, I was coming off a, a more kind of a stressful place. And that place was, it was just, it was a kind of a nice break to get a, you know, where we could be ourselves and um, relax and, and honestly have a good time and be successful at the same time. So that's great. <laughs> so you're here. It let you made a mark in the wine biz. Your Feast of Ford, where you're wine directing, and I'm looking at the clock all of a sudden. I was about to get to the big moment, but this is going to be the cliffhanger, because we got to take a break. But when we do come back, it's uh, music and TV and all kinds of fun stuff like that we're going to talk about. Maybe oh even hear a little something. Ooh. Yeah. You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley Show. We'll be right back after these messages. La, 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 la. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. You're listening to 1440 KVON, the voice of Napa Valley. Now, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show with special guest, Ezekiel Hampton. All right, Ezekiel, good to see you. We were uh, talking about your your life in wine, but we need to get into your life in music. Wait, did you bring a little something? What is? What have you got there? Oh, yes. Are we for... Yeah, uh, let's talk little, about it. A little, little giveaway? Sure. Or, yeah. What you got? Well, I, I kind of went for a little a dual thing. Uh, a little... a little. We got we got a double double feature. Oh, wow. Um, the first one, it is a VHS copy oh. of the film Almost Heroes, starring Chris Farley and... <laughs> and uh, Matthew Perry. And Matthew Perry, directed by Christopher Guest. Uh, I, I just yeah, I forgot Christopher Guest <laughs> did that. Yeah, uh, he's most people one did. of my favorite uh, directors, writers, actors. Yet this one is so <laughs> off my radar. Well, there's a, there's a good reason for that. I I just finished uh, <laughs> reading the biography of Chris Farley, and uh, you know, with all the celebrity that deaths that happened, that's probably there's been no one else that's affected me. Uh, as much, I'd say, as, as Chris Farley. Just is that to, right? Yeah, and I, I don't know how to articulate it, uh, you know, or explain all the reasons why. I just, you know, felt uh, there was, just seemed to be kind of a familial uh, type of connection and, um, mm. you know, just kind of a sad ending to someone who, who was responsible for providing so much joy yeah. and laughter. And um, any- I was thinking about him yesterday, too. Oh, you yeah? You know, some of the, my favorite sketches, and I, I hadn't seen any sketches. Like, nothing popped up on my screen just popped into my head like i miss chris farley yeah it's yeah. funny so that's that's kind of that, that's a funny coincidence you brought that here yeah and it's it's uh it's even though his last appearance was in the underrated film dirty work um <laughs> which actually <laughs> that that's got some really funny moments it does not, yeah, that film's good. not for everyone exactly there's some great exactly. moments uh this movie it, it was interesting because this was this was going to be if you know obviously you're probably familiar with the other christopher guest films and yeah. uh this one is nothing like it and they thought it was going to have the same kind of uh, the same kind of humor, same kind of wit, and and uh, it just when they put all the pieces together, it just didn't seem to work. It looked good on paper, apparently. So almost funny, almost funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you sure you want to give this out? Uh, oh yes, all yes, right. uh, yeah. Absolutely. So we have a VHS copy of Almost Heroes, starring uh, Chris Farley and Matthew Perry, and and Eugene Levy even. And you, oh, one of my faves. You said there's a double feature. <laughs> yes, the other one. Well? It is just it is a coaster. Um, that comes from India, made out of wood. Wow! From India, 
Yeah, it's actually a piece of a trunk of a tree sliced it into is. a little disc. It is, and I'm I'm totally doing one of those little regift uh, regiftings. And I have a friend that lives there who's been living there for a few years and sent a bunch. And and I, uh, I, I mean, I'm just. I'm not. I don't know really what to do with with them. All right. So sent with love from India, <laughs> listeners. It could be yours. Be the first one to tweet uh, with the hashtag JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show, and just say something. We used to say, uh, "Getting my hands on Judd's goodies." Our district attorney and police chief thought that's not a good title for the <laughs> bit. Um, so we're still coming up with a new title. Uh, but if you would like these. I'll be the first to tweet with the hashtag JNVS and put at Judd's Hill. That way I'll see it immediately. The first one gets these treasures from musician. Uh, we got a call coming in. Let's oh. see what's uh, let's see what's going on on the uh, phone, shall we? Hello, caller. Oh, hi. Good morning, Judd. It's your mother. That's oh, my mom. How are you, mom? I'm fine, and I'm, I'm going to request a little bit of your time because I need a lesson. Yeah, what do you got? Well, I want to learn how to tweet. Oh, you want to learn how to tweet? Okay. You know what? We will. I'll go over that with you after the show. Let's make a point. Maybe we, uh, maybe we have coffee this afternoon. Would that be good? Sure, that's great. I can I, show you I on your computer hope, or on your phone. Them. What's that? Yeah, I, I don't want it to be too late because these gifts, you know, those are really good gifts. They are good gifts. I know. <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah. I will okay, make sure well, you're all you set up to be much. a winner. Well, I'll get off now because I've got a few things I've got to get to do. You know, I'm kind of busy. Yeah, I know you're busy. You okay. I'll talk bye to you later. Bye. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Bye. That was so Ma- sweet. I'm, I might count that as the tweet. If, if I don't see another <laughs> tweet in, in about, you know, by the time we're off the air, mom's getting these. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah. Judd, by the yeah. way, I, I have a special gift for you as well. Oh, my gosh. This is, uh, th- this is from an book. embarrassment of riches here. Uh, th- What's going this, on? This is a book that my grandfather used to have, Lilburn Clark. He had this book from the year it was published, 1986, yeah. uh, until he sadly passed away in 2000. Mm. It's from... Uh, from a book called Napa Valley, From Golden Fields to Purple Harvest yeah. by Denzel and Jenny Verardo. And they did an entire page about KVON, you know, because soon we'll be moving to South Napa Century oh, yeah, Center. Look at that. And we'll be expanding to 96.9 on FM soon. So I thought that would be a special gift for you, Judge. Yeah. Remember, I, uh, your time in this building. Absolutely. I would like to read this. And uh, I certainly appreciate that. I, I do go back 20-something years at this station. Twenty. Oh, wow. Wow, actually, when did I first come here? It's been 20. Oh, my gosh. I don't, it's actually almost 30 years. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to our guest, Ezekiel Hampton. We want to talk about some music. You, um, you are a musician. You are a composer. So you're not just playing music and singing. You're actually writing music. Should we talk about the little style that you like to, at least at the moment, where yeah. your artistic uh, mind is? Sure. Well, I, I definitely like to dip my hand in a lot of different... Uh, cookie jars, little musical genre, uh, cookie jars. So all, I love all different kinds of genres and I feel like I want to do something in all of them. Uh, so, but this year, yeah, I got a couple, couple different releases that have, uh, come out or are coming out. The first one is, is my, it's my first solo album in 11 years, uh, and which was probably my favorite and most, uh, fulfilling outlet is, is doing improvised experimental ambient music to someone who would be with like whoa what is that it's it really yeah, please. it's kind of like i mean it's like almost like film film score music uh-huh. it seems but it's all recorded in improvised manner so it's not like a there's writing out a song it's it's more hitting record and just playing what comes natural and then just sort of building intuitively on top of that so 
you anticipated my question because I've listened to some of the album and it's cool and it takes you on a journey and if your mind will let you, it'll tell you a story. There's a lot of ways probably to interpret it and you probably have your own, of course, but that's the nice thing about music and art. People come up with their own conclusions. But I was wondering, like, how does one write this? Is it improvisational? Do you wake up? Does it come in a dream? Do you sit down and actually... Um, you know, specifically at this measure, the synthesizer is going to come in and this measure, there's going to be a tempo change or because to me, it, it, it's such, such a flowing style. It seems like it might have just happened at your whim is the way I felt about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm certainly pretty, I mean, I, I'm, I'm aware of what my limitations are, you know, with with writing music and, and creating music. And so I think with with this particular outlet, I don't have to worry about, you know, things like, is this, is this on the right, you know, beats per minute? And, mm. um, you know, is this, it, it's, it's, uh, which is why I feel like to me, I get something that is more fulfilling and there's, I, I feel like it taps into something that's intangible and, and, and spiritual even for, for that, because I almost feel like I'm, at that point, I'm not even, I'm not coming up with the music. I'm just sort of like the, the conductor where it's coming through, um, and, uh, you know, the songs, they kind of like, I, I like that you said that they kind of tell stories because they're they're pretty long, but they're sort of made up of almost these mini songs within a song. And they just kind of flow into each other. And a lot of these will have up to, um, you know, even up to like 70 different recorded tracks per song. Seven so zero? Seven zero, yeah. All right. Well, you know, talk is cheap, as they say. <laughs> and we can talk about music, but unless folks hear it, they're really not going to understand what we're talking about. Should we give a yeah? What what, what do we have queued up? Well, here? you know that's that's the different. That's for um, a different oh. uh, project. But I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's okay. I will. This... Well, okay. Then how can folks listen to what we're talking about right now? Let's give that Absolutely. plug. Then let's get into what's queued up. Yeah. So the music moniker uh, I do for this project is called uh, Radagast the Brown. Radagast the Brown. Yes, it's R A D A G A S T the Brown, and it's mm-hmm. uh, if you have iTunes or uh, Spotify, Amazon. Um, it's available on there. The album's called "If Thy Grace Should Tarry," and you know it's 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 uh, any any support that anyone would would want to give, and just even listening or reviewing or. But I, I do re- recommend uh, listening through headphones. It's really good for sort of the end of the day, anytime you just sort of want to kind of drift off, and um, you know maybe need something to help fall asleep. Yeah, I would imagine if you have 70 tracks, you're going to want headphones to catch the texture and the layers. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to my the, uh, the gentleman that mixed and mastered my album, uh, Takeshi Lewis uh, out in Sonoma. He uh, was given a, uh, a mountainous project because he it, it was not the most organized in terms of the the actual music project itself. So he did, he spent a ton of time, several months um, in helping create you know, something that was um, just professional and, and, and as wide of a sound as it has. And you've got some videos on YouTube as well of you doing some of the recording, right? Uh, you know, those are all just kind of improvised little little. That's mo- not for this. It's just your own. Okay, yeah, so it's not it's this not the album, but, you album, know but, but it's, there's some cool videos. Yeah, if you have, and I have, I do have a YouTube channel, and, um, yeah, please. Uh, and, and all the songs do have a, uh, a visual score. So rather than scoring visuals with music, I score the music with visuals. And I took old old films, uh, silent films, old classic films, and just kind of put the music to, to the films. So that's all available on, on um, I think, YouTube. I'm under, I'm under um, my name, Ezekiel James Hampton, slash Radagast the Brown. Um, Check them out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Now, what do we have queued up? What are we going about so to listen to? So queued up, we have the, so my, my uh, band project I, I have is called Skylight Motion Picture. Uh, one of the most talented songwriters that I, I am uh, in, in Napa that I'm very honored to work with is a gentleman named Jordan Schaefer. So me and Jordan are uh, head up this this project. It's sort of like a little musical collaboration thing we got going. And uh, our band's uh, EP, debut EP, was released last year. And that's also on Sky, uh, iTunes and okay. um, Bandcamp and Spotify. And that's it's it's sort of kind of got a, it's, it's going to be much more popular. It's got a little, little bit of a dreamy beat. Anyways, the song that we have queued up is going to be uh, from our upcoming debut album, and uh, we just released, I just released the music video out today to this. So the song is called Ebb and Flow. Um, here it is. <laughs> Skylight Motion Picture with Ebb and Flow right here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. And that, of course, featured our guest, Ezekiel Hampton, his musical project. And, you know, for time reasons, we had to fade that down early. But, uh, folks, listen to the podcast when this posts. We will put that song there in its entirety. And you can find that at the iTunes store. Just look for Judd's Napa Valley Show. They're all there and they're all free. Give them a listen. 
Ezekiel, let's uh, let's keep talking. All right, let's keep talking music. Do you have anything coming up? I know you had a big uh, album release party just recently. Anything else like that? Any public appearances? Any listening parties? Any? Yeah, no, How not. How can we find you? How can <laughs> folks find all this and you? Um, well, you know, currently right now, I know it's uh, we've been there's been so much focus on on just kind of finishing up the record and um, and post production. Uh, so I think once we are able to get that finished, we're about a, a quarter of the way done. I think we're going to be, me and Jordan are going to be working on uh, creating some new songs and uh, get back to a place where we're playing live. We haven't played live in a while, so okay. we kind of want to uh, we want to kind of thrust some new energy into this and and uh, make sure we're we're going to be in a position to put on a really good show. Cool. And if folks want to stay in touch, Facebook perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look under your name or Radagast the Brown. Which where should they be looking? Yeah, you can um, uh, Radagast the Brown music. It's um, on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, okay. uh, and then Skylight Motion Picture as well. Skylight Motion Picture has an Instagram as well. It's and you're all over. Picture, yeah. Should I ask meaning of these uh, or just let people interpret it however they want? Like For, ra- the names of your, your oh, musical projects. Yeah, yeah. you know, Radagast the Brown, it was a um, uh, literary reference. I'm a big J.R. Tolkien fan. Ah. Uh, so as a kid... Reading the books, I was always curious about some of these uh, the characters that uh, you don't get to know a ton about, including. Uh, and he was he was sort of a one of the wi- fellow wizards with uh, Gandalf and Saruman, and, oh. and there's just he was his focus was on he he was just really in tune with nature and I and see. and uh, had a tight relationship with animals, and uh, so it was just a lot Identified of intrigue. Identified with yeah. Him, huh? Plus, it's just like how it sounds, you know. It's a good name. <laughs> Can we talk about uh, Sam Bobrick for a little while? I'm sorry, Sam. Who? Bobrick. Sam Bobrick. Yeah. Uh, I'm. You know, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank on that one. Lauren, my leg has been pulled. I was led to believe that this man right here that we're talking to. Now I don't know what to believe about everything we've talked about for the past uh, <laughs> 50 minutes. I was led to believe that for two non-consecutive years he was the champion, not runner-up, but champion of Saved by the Bell trivia. Oh yes. Apparently, not... apparently my leg has been pulled. <laughs> no, no, though this was this was this was true. It's uh, it's. Uh-huh. But I, I'm a little. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I... rusty. I'm off my game. No, no, no. Because no. Lauren, somebody who is the champion, not the runner-up for two non-consecutive years, would probably know who the creator of that show is. Is that so? And that is somebody named Sam Bobrick. I thought it was Peter Engel. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, maybe. Uh, I was just looking on IMDb. I don't know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, man. Okay, you might have just <laughs> I, I thought absolutely I, embarrassed me, So, but I, I won't know. So that was IMDb. But ah, uh, but okay. is, that, is that really true? You were the champion of Saved by the Bell trivia? Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. It's it's there. We in fact, every every taste room I've ever worked at, I always uh, had a policy of if if uh, if there's folks that come in, uh, and and they can beat me and say by the bell trivia, I have to buy them a bottle of wine or whatever they want. So, and there were a couple of times I had to do that. Um, I'm not, not gonna, many. I'm not going to ask who the officiating organization of championships Saved by the Bell trivia is. I'm just going to go with okay. Two non-consecutive year <laughs> champions sitting right well, in front of me, and also the right only there. the only dual champion of of I had two championship belts, one for Saved by the Bell and one yeah. for Full House. So, oh my uh, the only person to have two um, b- uh, championship belts for uh, two different show trivia's. Wow, and hence your love of the movie Dirty Work, directed by Bob Saget. Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Very. 
uh, very uh, observant of you. <laughs> you've, done I, your, I, I, you've done your homework. I try to tie things together. <laughs> My God, you've even been on reality TV shows. Uh, the, this is Can true. Can we talk about that quickly? Sure. I, we might run out of time for some other stuff, but we'll put it in the podcast content. But I got to hear about reality TV. Oh, you know, I, I, as a kid, I, I, I'm going to... As far back as I can remember, I was like being on stage and, um, you know, during college, found a way to, to, to try to make a little extra money was just getting on a couple of MTV shows. Um, one was providing generational commentary for a show around uh, sex and, and the, the topic of virginity. And I think it was I was just on there being goofy, trying to be funny, and uh, what's the name of the show, folks? I, don't I think know. it was I, like I, the I social. Kind of want to see if I can find a. Find I think it was clip. called the social history of, and then whatever the topic would be. And so I think oh. that particular one was the social history of sex and virginity, and then the other one was a dating show called Wanna Come In, and it's <laughs> it's it was ridiculous. And I think it really, you know, everybody says reality TV is fake, but then I, you know, you get to experientially yeah. uh, see that and understand that it was, uh, you know, being on a show where. The, the, it's filmed all day into the evening and most of the time you're not you're it's it's camera crew setting up shots and you're kind of sitting in a corner you know getting getting um uh you're making sure you're looking camera ready um and kind of following a loose script i see yeah but hey you know what it you was, did it it was, it was a fun experience yeah. I, I hope it was a good one you had fun <laughs> i did i had fun and it you know i it was kind of a nice, intriguing way to get a peek of, of how that works behind the scenes in real life. And, you know, it helped pay my rent for, for a month. So That's great. <laughs> That's great. Well, okay. Well, uh, it seems like you have done quite a bit. I'm not sure if anybody has ever asked you this next question. And I, I hope that you'll take it in the spirit that it's meant and you know, be forthcoming. Uh, if you prefer not to answer, that's fine. But if you do answer... You said you're an open book. Are, so are, I you ask, are you asking me to let my hair down? You know what? I've never seen you without uh, be, a knit be, cap. I, <laughs> that wasn't the question, but uh, we don't have a webcam in here, although I hear that <laughs> might be coming in the new studio. I mean, if you want, we can I mean, just... I meant that metaphorically, or, you know. No, no, actually, and I'm taking it literally. <laughs> we could do an audible reaction, if, but that's okay. I'm not going to ask well, you. Well, I'd, ra- I'd rather actually mention my, the, my, most of my hats I wear are homemade um, uh, by the lovely Jen Rossi. Um, made with love, but uh, she she does the uh, Charlie Rose is the name of her um, her her little company that she does, and she makes these, and they're awesome. I don't get compliments on any other uh, headgear I wear; only the ones that she makes. That's phenomenal. They're beautiful. I, should we even mention that she's sitting right here and with a big smile on her face? Oh, you give yeah, me plug. absolutely. And if so, okay. I mean, you're kind of known for having your knit caps on. That's that's your look. Are are these? Jen, I'm going to look at you. You know you're not on mic. You can run up to the mic. Are these available somewhere? If someone wants the uh, Ezekiel Hampton look. I have an Etsy shop. She has an Etsy shop. Uh, and folks would find it. I'm, uh, but I'm currently off-site doing, you know, selling wine and actually. Oh, okay. But not at the moment. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll update it, on it's that. Word of mouth. Word okay. of mouth. So he, let me just he, ask you this question because yeah. we've just run out of time. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you right now. And we're going to have to yes. answer quickly. Do you go nuts for donuts? <laughs> yeah. Well, today's your lucky oh. day. There's a pink box. Open that up oh, and uh, choose one. We're sorely uh, short on time, so I want you to pop that open really quick. Okay. And uh, which one catches your fancy there? Easily the maple. Oh, oh, oh are you kidding me? Oh, this, my that is the official, it, it, the unofficial official donut. Jen, please, if you would like a donut. 
I would say well over 90%, well over 90% of our guests choose the maple yeah, old-fashioned. It's got broad appeal. I it's, understand it's a it. good one. So I'm not even going to ask you any follow-up questions about that. Usually I get into it with my guests about the donut and working on the art, Just and you're already into it. So that's what I like to see you're enjoying. <laughs> we're out of time, so we're going to do some Mad Libs for extra podcast content. So folks listening at home, look for that to post on the iTunes store. And in the meantime, I want to thank you, Mr. Ezekiel Hampton, for joining us uh, today. And it's 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 been a lot of fun getting to know you a little better and getting to find out who you are. Yeah, my pleasure. I really it's an honor. So thanks, thanks, fellas. Cool, man. Thanks. <laughs> and now some extra Judd's Napa Valley Show podcast content. Right, we ran out of time during the show. We were having such a good time talking to Mr. Ezekiel Hampton and listening to some music. We didn't get to this, but. Now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This is Mad Lib. That's right. It's our favorite fill-in-the-blank word game. Uh, Ezekiel, you seem like the kind of guy who would know a Mad Lib's game. You probably grew up playing this. Oh, I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, so you know what to do. No explanation necessary. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's do it. I need an adjective. Okay. Uh, Sweaty. (laughs) You are good at this. I can tell right off the bat. Anybody who uses that right off the bat is uh, thinking in the right mind, which I always tell guests, like, pretend you're a, an, an eight-year-old, you know, like a third grader or something. They come up with the best ideas. Okay. And they would say something like sweaty or stinky. Oops, I shouldn't put ideas into your head. Uh, another adjective. Harry. Harry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a hairy bear. He was a scary bear. Uh, a noun? Jabuti. In Africa, uh, the country Djibouti in Africa. The country, D J I B O U T I. Yes, I'm, okay. I'm gonna assume that's the spelling. Okay, I just like saying it. It's a good one, Djibouti. That is a country in Africa. A plural noun, more than one thing. Mm. Skin tags. Skin tags. Okay, another plural noun. A sack of marbles. <laughs> I can't wait to read this back. All right. A year. Any year. Um, it's the year that my favorite film came out, 1959. What was that film? It's Ben-Hur. Oh, wonderful. We we got into the fact that you're a film buff. We didn't really talk about some of your favorite movies. <laughs> okay, Ben-Hur, there it is. Uh, no follow-up questions on that. All right. Another plural noun. Armpits. <laughs> Armpits. Another plural noun. VHS library. VHS. Can that work? I know that's like two words, but. That's okay. Libraries. I'll make it plural. Another plural noun. Pogs. Pogs, like the little, the, those caps that yeah. had like characters and you played. Yeah. It was that like came a, in like the milk cartons. It was kind cartons. of a thing for a little bit yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Pogs. I remember that. Another plural noun. Hmm. How about, can borscht? The Russian soup will that will that work or yeah yeah okay I think that it, I don't even think you need to add an s after that borscht is borscht is, is it's it's just it's singular <laughs> it's plural it's ubiquitous it's borscht okay and how do you like your borscht a dollop of sour cream and perhaps a little sliced potato on the side we can get into that later another plural <laughs> noun BVDs BVDs yes. the underwear brand yeah oh, okay. BVDs. Nothing better come between me and my BVDs. (laughs) And finally, uh, an activity of any sort. Mm. And, you know, this is now podcast. You you can say whatever you want. Well, I'm thinking my favorite uh, would be flexing. (laughs) 
Po- you know, there's posing, but flexing. Okay, is flexing. A- you got it. Okay. What I did, uh, Ezekiel, earlier today is, oh, by the way, uh, Lauren, this is a first. This is a first in Judd's Napa Valley show history. What's that, Judd? I am using two sources for this Mad Libs. Oh. Yes. I went on the old internet today and found out some information about you, Mr. Hampton, and taken from two sources. One, a little blurb from soundcloud.com where you have your music Hmm. and you have a little blurb about yourself. And uh, also the the brief bio about you on feastitforward.com. We're putting them together and you have just rewritten... Your own story via this Mad Lives game. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. First via SoundCloud. Ezekiel James Hampton writes and composes music spanning multiple genres. Radagast the Brown is a project more focused on sweaty composition in in experimental and sometimes hairy Djibouti music. (laughs) That's pretty good. There's a genre for you, man. Yeah. All right. The debut album... Oh, boy. (laughs) The debut album... Here's what it's called. Discerning Between Skin Tags and Sacks of Marbles (laughs) was released in 2007. (laughs) Now from feastofforward.com. This is you and your first person speaking about yourself. Mm. I joined the Feast It Forward team in April 1959 Mm -hmm. and couldn't be more excited to be a part of a growing company centered around all things I'm passionate about. Armpits, (laughs) VHS libraries, pogs, and borscht. I can't wait to get back into Feast of Four. Yeah. That all sounds so good. <laughs> what kind of place is this? <laughs> My career background is in hospitality management and BVDs. <laughs> uh, Jen is wiping her eyes over here. I'm glad you're finding this amusing. Oh, and finally, the, uh, the coup de gras, the cherry on top, as it were. This is about you. I have a BA in flexing. <laughs> yes. Currently working on my postgrad work. Uh, I'm, you know, working on my, um, on, my, on my thesis for that one. All right. Well, I look forward to you becoming <laughs> Dr. Flex. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you know, that all stems, by the way, because we didn't even, you know, there's, there's so, much in, so many things in life to, 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 to love and be passionate about. Yeah. And one of them I don't think I told you, though, was uh, old school wrestling. Oh, uh, so there's there's a lot of a lot of sometimes the humor uh, and self-aggrandizing comes from the influence of pro wrestling, uh, specifically the 80s through the early 90s, that era. So, you know, I remember this coming up because you actually I was on the other side of the microphone. Right. You did an interview with me for Feast It Forward. And unfortunately, I don't remember the context. I look forward to hearing it back. But we did end up talking about wrestling. <laughs> and so so let's. Let's take a moment. I'm curious. I have a renewed interest in it since we last spoke, having visited Mexico City earlier this year oh and taking gosh. in a Lucha Libre match at the, you know, Arena Mexico, the big arena. And I I bought it, hook, line, sinker, <laughs> sold, loved it. One of the greatest theatrical evenings of my life. I, I mean, you can't that. take it seriously for a second, <laughs> um, but it was so what fun. Are you, what are you talking about? I, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Talk about spoiler alerts. 
I don't think it's totally real, but um, <laughs> but it was so fun, and the 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 costumes and the characters they've created, and the the gymnastics and aerobatics and acrobatics that were involved, just mind-bendingly wonderful entertainment. Yeah, tell me about you and wrestling. Well, as a kid, you know, you um, it is it is real, and I don't know. I don't know. At one point, it didn't be. It wasn't real. Um, you know, I, it is probably was a process. Probably, like I imagine for some kids when they realize that you know Santa Claus is is not real. But the um, <sighs> same same kind of uh, uh, sort of process. But I think for me, the, the 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 renewed interest in it probably came from the internet and YouTube and Wikipedia and just this whole fascination of how the business ran because the the world of, of pro wrestling especially on the the level that it is uh, will probably never be like it was like it used to be for multiple generations where you know it was you you, you didn't you didn't break um you didn't break kayfabe as they, as the term as they call it oh i don't uh, even know that the world of kayfabe which is which is we treat this as as real and we don't tell you know, we are our characters to those in the outside world, and there it was so cartoony and over the top, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 probably culturally outdated with some of the characters <laughs> and some of the gimmicks. And yeah. um, but to me, it's just it's uh, I love the absurdity of it. The fact that you get tens of thousands of people going out to the arena to 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 ch- a mature mom like that, like it, like they're a sports team, and um, and and because it is all. Uh, scripted. The finishes are scripted, and um, but uh, these characters were they were like cartoon characters as a kid, and you know, and being a young boy who loved to to you know be physical and and do or, and and do some wrestling, and yeah, uh, it was just it was you know I think a good it was you know it was a good it's good outlet to to get some of that energy out, and uh, when you hear about the 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 real life business, yeah, it seems like. It's like the circus. It's so dramatic. I mean, there were uh, people were murdered. Like people killed each other. Literally, got you know there were murders. There were there was such dramatic, you know, back backstabbings and and just just so much drama. Uh, and this appeals to you. This the murders well, and the backstabbings. Well, Let's it, get into the dark side of it. it. It's the it's the it's it's pulling behind the curtain of yeah. what was going on. The thing that I loved, I never saw behind the curtain. You know, and it's and it seems so absurd and ridiculous. Um, but now that there are all these uh, interviews out there, and, and all these old folks from that time, all these old wrestlers, they all have their own podcast shows where they're talking about the different oh, stories. I and haven't explored that. They'll be like WrestleMania three. Yeah, this is what was really going on between these guys, and then you know, and it's just so much drama. It's uh, it's it's it's. I'm gonna really have to listen to that. I'm intrigued now. It was that Lucha Libre match that really. <laughs> Really drew me in. I did go see some WWF um, when I was in college, like back in the '90s, oh. and it was fun. They would come to come town because I went to a big school. They had a you know Pac-10 school at the time, yeah. you know Arizona State. And any, so, I mean, do you remember any memorable wrestlers oh that you God. saw? I, I could probably look up the. Um, there, I remember there were some big, maybe Sergeant Slaughter. I think oh, was on yeah, one, of the, one of my favorites. One of the matches. But I started to enjoy it more when I did realize it was scripted because then to me it was theatrical. Yeah, and. You know, anything was possible. Even though one guy was, you know, down and not moving and seemingly dead, he could pop up any moment. And <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I, when I realized it's just pure entertainment, I got I got more into it. But that's me and Rich. That's cool. That's cool. We all, got, we all got to have our thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hey, thanks again for being here. Yeah, thank you guys. This was so much fun. So, all right. Let's go practice some headlocks, Lauren. <laughs> or bagels and locks.
This is Lauren Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.